0: Welcome back. Welcome to Phenomenal Flicks. Today I'm reviewing Tenet, starring John David Washington, Robert Pattinson, Elizabeth Debicki, and Kenneth Branagh, directed by Christopher Nolan. And I am joined by a very special guest today. My That's Gotta Be Wrestling co-host and my girlfriend, Olivia. Say hi.
1: Hi.
0: <laughs> I got her to be on here even though she was kicking and screaming and not wanting to be. So we saw Tenet. We went to a movie theater and saw it in an IMAX screen, which was awesome. Um, like usual, we're not going to, or I'm not going to spoil the movie because it has only been out for a week or so, but we're going to briefly talk about it. Things we like, things we didn't like. Are you ready?
1: Absolutely all
0: right, so I know you like Christopher Nolan because you're a big fan of the Dark Knight Trilogy. Uh, you like inception as well. Any other movies of his you've seen? Uh,
1: the, honestly, I couldn't name any like at the moment, but um, yeah i've seen I, I would say that I've seen quite a few of his films, yeah. um, but the Dark Knight Trilogy definitely has to be my favorite that's, that's
0: the big three yeah, so it might surprise you that like aside from the Dark Knight, the other three are kind of or the other two are kind of lower. On my Christopher Nolan list, like I put Prestige and Memento and even Dunkirk, like a little higher than Batman Begins and The Dark Knight Rises, but The Dark Knight's pretty top tier, so it's a great movie. But that's beside the point. That's not what we're discussing today. I will have you on eventually for a discussion of The Dark Knight, but we're discussing Tenet, which finally came out. It was supposed to be released in July, I believe, or June, June or July. It got pushed back due to... COVID-19, but now that the theaters are operating um, at 30% capacity, Chris Van wanted it released because this is a movie that you have to see in a movie theater. It's just, you have to see it in a movie theater. There's like no other way to experience it the first time. So the AMC that we went to um, does 30% capacity. Like I said, when you purchase your tickets, they block off the seats right behind you, right in front of you, and then three to the right or left of you. They have a new air infiltration system in there, as well as a uh, uh like a spray gun that they spray every seat and the floor and all the hand rests with with this like sanitizer that takes twenty minutes to set in and whatnot so it seems pretty legit and safe and healthy. Did you feel like, oh, and you have to wear a mask the whole time unless you're eating or drinking, so did you feel as if it was like really different, or did you just think it was business as usual going back to a movie theater?
1: um i mean personally i liked that the theater like wasn't super full i liked the fact that there weren't people sitting right next to me i can hate that experience in a theater um but i do have to say based on my personal experience of actually working in a movie theater you have to just think about like how dirty those places are in order for them to like literally have to facilitate a giant like Antivirus, antibacterial spray gun in order to clean these seats. Mm-hmm. Because trust me, like theaters are disgusting, but it also kind of makes you think, like, why weren't we doing like similar things as a society to right. begin with? Like, why did it take a pandemic to like make us realize like how dirty our environments are? Yeah. But nonetheless, um, I just, I mean, I, I again, regular theater experience for me. Um, it was really cool to specifically see this movie in IMAX. And I felt like everyone was very chill in the theater. Everyone was following um, all of the, like, the rules and regulations that AMC had set up. So I just, I mean, I was pretty comfortable.
0: Yeah. um, Wearing a mask was surprisingly pretty easy, too. Yeah. I, I actually forgot I had it on. I went to take a drink of our slushie and nothing came out because obviously the straw didn't go up my mouth. So, uh, but that's not what we're, we're kind of discussing how it goes, uh, how it was to be back into a theater, but we're also going to discuss the movie. So this much like a lot of Christopher Nolan films that aren't the Batman movies, is really confusing and very Christopher Nolan-like. Um, I'm not going to do a plot synopsis because, A, if I did do the one that's on the top of my head, you'd be confused, and, B, if I did the one that would help you avoid confusion, it would spoil the movie for you. But essentially, this film deals with, as you pointed out, and as you'll, it'll become apparent as you're watching the movie, is different, not styles, but different moments in time that are not, or that are linear to each other, whether one goes forward or one goes backward. Is that kind of the gist of it that you would say?
1: I definitely think that it deals with our conceptualization of time, but then it also has this, almost the second part of that plot has to do with kind of this, like, international relations type narrative. Um, So I think it deals with both, like, time something that you that's a very vague thought um, and is a very untangible thing to um, something that exists in our world today uh, which deals with international relations in a cold war uh, type uh, scenario that's going on so i think it uh, has to do with both of those
0: yeah um it's a spy thriller i'd say yeah it's so the only way to really like nail down this movie is it's very christopher nolan like for sure so again like taking out the batman movies everything like the like memento and the prestige and inception and interstellar are all these basic styles of movies that we've seen before like spy thrillers or um war movies or space dramas but then they have that nolan thought process behind them which i can only describe as christopher nolan like because it makes you so confused until you get it and then you're like oh okay and it makes the movie that much more interesting like I you gonna be honest the first like 40 minutes 45 minutes before the plane that they show in the trailer so i'm not spoiling that for anybody but the the plane scene i was just like this movie's fine like it's acted really well it's shot really well nothing's really exciting me that much and then it began to and he started kind of giving the right amount of exposition to tell you why things were happening and i was like okay now I'm in, and like for the last hour and fifty minutes, I was just in and paying attention to every detail. And I thought that was, again, the usual Christopher Nolan brilliant storytelling that makes you want to watch this twice because how do you not watch it again and be and then pick up on things you didn't notice beforehand?
1: Yeah, for sure. And I just loved. I you have to just have such an appreciation for the way that he directs these films. I mean, just ever it seems so delicately put together like every single shot of the film is so done so artfully and so carefully that it just makes makes you wonder like how long he sat down and like thought out literally every single facet of how this film was shot Mm. it just incredibly visually beautiful yeah this, this
0: film is I mean again hasn't had a lot of competition but I think this is the best shot movie I've seen all year. It's probably the best sound-mixed and sound-edited film as well because this movie was loud. And you marveled at the plane scene because, again, this was in the trailer, so I'm not spoiling anything. I'm not going to tell you why they do this. But Robert Pattinson's character mentions to John David Washington's character, let's crash a plane. And he goes, do you want to crash a plane? Not from the air. So essentially they take a carrier jet and crash it into a building. And that scene that 25 minutes or so was just nerve wracking because it seems to be so big while also being incredibly, incredibly claustrophobic at the same time. And I'm terrified of airplanes. You don't like small spaces. So we were both a little tense and grabbing onto each other at certain points in that. And it literally sounded like an airplane was in that theater with us. That's how loud it was. And then of course the screen is massive. So it looks like an airplane's in the theater with you. And I really enjoyed that as well. Amongst the other things that he's able to do, for instance, um, again, shown in the trailer, when time reverses itself, but other people are going forward, just how like cool those shots were. Yeah. Everything was practical that they did, and then they just reversed the film, which is such a simple thing to do but it really led to the credence of this movie.
1: Oh, it's absolutely incredible. And I want to go back to the plane scene because I was like trying to like gather in my brain like what it made me think of. And it made me think of and this is going to kind of surprise you, but like the way that it stressed me out was de- definitely gave me like 2001 space odyssey vibes because that movie stresses me out to no end. <laughs> okay, you know like how like exactly how you put it, how things can feel so small and then so large at the same time. Um so it definitely kinda gave me that same vibe.
0: Yeah, he's been called a modern day Stanley Kubrick. I'm hoping he's a much nicer person than Stanley <laughs> Kubrick, but I could see that. I mean the way he the way they both are so methodical and arrogant I would say about the way they make a movie, but it's earned because of how much they've earned they've they've earned those rights to do that. Um acting wise, I thought John David Washington was amazing. Um he kind of plays this more stoic, but kind of a little bit of a player as well because he knows that he's he's there to do a job but he's also incredibly suave when he does it yeah he's a little bit like James Bond, but without the you know campiness yeah he's the That's
1: arrogant a, protagonist
0: yes exactly um but juxtaposed to that was bob Pattinson's character who I think was fantastic and he's He's He doesn't talk as much as John David Washington. He lets his face sort of do a lot of expression for him. For those of you who don't think Robert Pattinson's a good actor, you're insane. Um, aside from Twilight, he's pretty much been fantastic in everything, and that's no... no. Um, he's not shorted here as well. But my personal favorite was Elizabeth Debicki or Debicki who played the... Um, I, I don't want to say love interest, because that's not really what she is, but the sort of damsel in distress that needs to be saved to help forward the plan which again it all kind of interconnects um she was just phenomenal she was very sympathetic but could also be incredibly tough and hard when she needed to be um she was motherly she was i don't want to say wifely because that doesn't make sense but she was also very nurturing is the word i'm looking for while also commanding the screen she was on doesn't hurt that she's six foot two but um, I really enjoyed her, and then Kenneth Branagh, who most people I think would know as Gilderoy Lockhart from the Harry Potter movies, but he's directed a bunch of other stuff, including the first Thor, was just a very fun, dastardly villain as well, who was kind of sympathetic too. That was surprising. Yeah. Um. So again, like even when you have this strange sort of thought two and a half hour thought piece that Chris Nolan's put in front of you, he still gives you these four captivating people, amongst others, but they're the the four biggest ones. Um. Did you like kind of... Was there anything acting-wise that you didn't enjoy as much? Or did you think everyone kind of brought it to the table? At least when they needed to.
1: Oh, gosh. I mean, I definitely didn't think that there were any weak parts. And there were definitely... And I love it how when actors work so cohesively like that, then there's no small parts. Mm-hmm. And I love that about this film. And I just I don't know, like you said, it was so it was such this movie's obviously Christopher Nolan, it's gonna be a thought piece. But I think that it's so incredible to see actors be so dynamic in a film that's a thought piece, but then also on the other hand, like an action film. Mm-hmm. And I mean I just think that in terms of acting style, you kind of have to have two different styles for each, you know, facet of that plot. Right. So, um, I just thought all of them were incredible. I, Of course, I loved looking at Robert Pattinson <laughs> yeah, for that you got, long. You got
0: a big thing for him. He's,
1: he's phenomenal. And he didn't um, sparkle
0: in this movie, so that was nice.
1: <laughs> yes. Nor did
0: he get hit by an airplane, because he was in a nine eleven movie. That was terrible, too. But, again, beside <laughs> the point. Don't watch Remember Me. It's fucking horrible.
1: Um, but yeah, no, and I I loved the, I don't know, it's almost like this, like, suspension of disbelief that you have to have, even in the way they, like, dress, you know what I mean? Because like you said, it's this almost, like, sort of, like, pseudo-spy movie, and so just the wardrobe in this film alone is just incredible, and I pointed out to you in the theater, the just, like, thinking about how large of a budget this film had to have, um... Uh, the, the female character Elizabeth and yeah, Yes, her character Literally was having a $300,000 I'm going to butcher the name of this bag $300,000? Like, I
0: thought you said 3000 No, $300,000
1: uh, designer bag on her arm So just that alone Just has to tell you how much was put into this movie um, And I, I just think that I don't know, it was great
0: yeah, it's, um, I mean, I, you leaned to me and said the price of that bag. I thought you said 3000 no. but apparently 300000
1: 300,
0: um, the suits that the men were wearing, uh, and, and her outfits as well were also just like everything was yeah. beautiful. You're like, wow, I wish I could wear that suit yeah. just sitting here. Um, you mentioned the budget. I kind of feel this is going to be a new normal for a while. It's going to be a little weird to think like a movie like this, which will probably be one of the top grossing movies of the year is isn't going to make that much money because of the amount of people that are going to be allowed in theaters. And you can't do more showings because theaters are trying not to open until, like, 5 o'clock. And then it's a two-and-a-half-hour movie, so you're only going to get two or three showings. Yeah. At least an IMAX out of this a day, plus maybe the other three theaters you'll have it in in your place. So it's going to be kind of interesting to look at box office here on out, and that goes the same for Wonder Woman or No Time to Die or Black Widow that are coming out later this year.
1: And you have to think about it too, is that the budget's also going to be smaller because of those limited hours, mm-hmm. and th- each theater has to pay a certain amount of money like to studio in order to like show the film within their theater so like when i worked at like a one room movie theater like when we got like a big budget like avengers star wars whatever like they were so expensive and so in order to like make a profit after having to spend you know a couple thousand just to even show the film to begin with And to have, like, fewer showings and fewer, like, moviegoers going to the films. Like, it's just fewer theaters are going to show it, so it's not going to even amount to, you know, I guess what it should have been for, like, this big kind of blockbuster type movie.
0: Right. This was the summer blockbuster I was looking forward to, which is insane to think in a year with a James Bond movie, a DC movie, and a Marvel movie. I was like, I need to see Tenet in a theater, and I did, and I'm really happy that we got to see that together. If you're gonna go see it, if you feel safe to go see it, please see it in a theater, because it's just an experience. Please don't illegally download it, because I'm against that. If you do need to wait for it to be at home, do that. But as usual, we're gonna give a grade, so I'll give mine first and reasons why, that way it gives you a little time. I'm gonna give this movie an A. I think it was just mind-blowing, acted beautifully well, the best shot movie I've seen all year. And exactly what I was hoping for because I had no idea what this movie was going to be about really. And it changed my expectations while also changing what I thought the movie was going to be about. And that's what Christopher Nolan does best. So an A this is one of the highest rated movies I've seen all year. But babe, I'm going to give it off to you to see what you think.
1: I am also going to give it an A. Um, while it was definitely a uh, classic Christopher Nolan film, it definitely... I have to give so much kudos for how artfully uh, it was done and just how much it makes you think it's so on the same plane of like Black Mirror, Twilight Zone, um, you know, that kind of vibe. So I definitely love this film. I thought that while I'm not a huge like fan of a ton of action films, um, this, one, this one is going to go into my favorites
0: for sure. Awesome. All right, well, thank you for joining me. You can find Olivia and I every Monday for That's Gotta Be Wrestling. We just did the Payback 2020 episode yesterday. Follow us on all our socials, so That's Gotta Be Wrestling. You can find that on Instagram. Um, you can find this podcast, Phenomenal Flicks, on Instagram and Twitter. Um, on Instagram, it's Phenomenal Flicks Podcast. On Twitter, it's Phenomenal Flicks Pod, because for some reason it was already taken by another podcast that doesn't even use it anymore. I'm getting ahead of myself here. Um, and then Phenomenal Flicks on Facebook as well. Um, follow Two Week Media on those as well, and then check out faking It and I Feel Petty colon Just Hates Musicals as well, because those are all under the Two Week Media umbrella that I do with my dear, dear friends here in Champaign, Illinois. I will be back with I don't even know what next week because movie theaters have opened, but a lot still hasn't come out. So I'll figure it out. I've been doing this all summer. So you guys just bear with me for my 20 listeners listeners I have a week. But thanks again, babe. Thanks for joining me. I'm really happy you were on here. (laughs) And yeah, stay phenomenal, everyone.